Want to become successful in your personal and professional life? Learn the secrets of success, how to build atomic habits for improved productivity and develop a growth mindset with me, your mindset and success coach, Omar Qadri, and my fabulous guests that range from CEOs, entrepreneurs, life coaches, sports coaches, international sports athletes, and researchers right here on your favorite show called The Secrets of Greatness. Oh, hello everyone. My name is Omar, your host for this show, Secrets of Greatness. Thank you so much for joining us for yet another exciting episode. First things first, if you haven't already done so, please, please, please do click the subscribe button right below. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to click the thumbs up button. It really helps us generate more and more content. And also do write to us in the comment section below your key takeaways. Perfect. Now that housekeeping stuff is out of the way, I am so, so excited to introduce to you our very special guest for today's episode. I have a very, very talented and experienced professional who studied engineering and then spent over a decade in the manufacturing industry, working for big firms like Conagra Foods, General Mills, and Apotex. And afterwards, she changed gears and became an advocate for diversity and inclusion in the field of engineering. She is currently the CEO of Engineers of Tomorrow, an organization that is on a mission to empower STEM professionals to deliver world-class engineering outreach programs. Please join me in welcoming the very amazing Rebecca White. Hey, Rebecca. Hi, thank you so much. No, thank you for being on the show. I am so excited for you to be here. And I can't imagine how much, you know, how much insight and great knowledge that you're going to be sharing with everybody, not just with me, with everybody watching this. (laughs) I think it's going to be fun. Rebecca, in your field of work at Engineers of Tomorrow, you get to work a lot with... um, children from school, like middle school, high school, and even uh, universities and so on and so forth, right? And even young professionals. What would you say, like, you know, what is that one thing that is super, super critical for these young ones to develop at an early stage or rather something sooner rather than later? And um, you spoke about you know, when you and I, we were talking about it, you had told me that that is growth mindset. You're always looking at that. So first off, can you help us explain what exactly is a growth mindset? Yeah, growth mindset is integrated into all the work that we do. It's so, so important. So you're mm-hmm. right. It's, it's, it's one of, if you have to pick one thing, that's definitely uh, where I would start. Um, and in terms of defining growth mindset, yeah. I think the... Um, the best way to do it is to look to the expert, uh, and that would be uh, Carol Dweck. So she wrote the book literally on growth mindset. Um, And so she says that in a growth mindset, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. So Mm -hmm. brains and talent are just the starting point. Mm -hmm. So I think that, it's just a great way to think about it, right? It's, it's like a muscle that we can develop. It's not that we are 
um, brought into this world and we're stuck with what we have, we can, um, we can grow and we can develop that even further. Right, absolutely. And I think that is so important. That is a myth that I think we, it's so important to debunk that myth about being gifted, about natural talent, about intelligence. Yes. Um, because I have found in my line of work as well, whenever I have worked with young professionals and youth, their, their mindset is kind of like stuck at like, hey, I'm not naturally good at this or that. I'm not, not, I'm not naturally good at uh, math or I'm not naturally good at soccer. So I'm not going to ever try it. Right. And that really breaks my heart. So I'm so glad, you know, you, uh, the young audience listening to this particular episode, they can also hear directly from somebody so experienced like Rebecca saying that, you know what, it is not about what you're born with. You can develop those skills. You can develop um, that talent through sheer hard work, right? And thank you mm -hmm. so much for bringing that up. Um, so in that case, that naturally leads me to the question, okay, if you are telling us, Rebecca, that it is some, you, you can develop a talent, any talent, any skill, you can develop it, you can grow your intelligence mm -hmm. and build a growth mindset. So how, how do we do that? What are some actionable um, actionable actions or tips that mm -hmm. uh, you can provide to us, um, you know, uh, so that people can get on that journey to developing a growth mindset and increasing their skills levels. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's something we see a lot in the engineering community. There mm -hmm. is a real um, tendency to um, to talk about engineers are, are good at math and science. Yes. Um, but the thing is, uh, math and science are just tools that engineers use and you can develop those tools with a growth, growth mindset through hard work and de dedication. You can learn. So mm -hmm. to develop that growth mindset, um, you know, depending on your, on your age. So I know you have a range of folks that are watching yes. here with us today. Um, but one great place to start is to definitely check out Carol Dweck's book on mindset. Um, there's just so much in there that goes way beyond what we could talk about in, you know, the limited time we have here today. There's, and read it and reread it and, you know, tag mark down pages and highlight it and there's just tons in there so it's a i would say that that's a great place to, to, to start um, and for parents too if, if there's younger children parents can check out the book and then that way they can support their children through that journey right. as well um, but another great um, real action that that anyone can take no matter your mm -hmm. age is to start journaling mm. so um, and there's different ways that you can do that. Um, but why that's so powerful is that it, it's a way for us to build that muscle, that growth yeah. mindset muscle. Um, and th through journaling, it's an opportunity to reflect on um, where you might be stuck in certain places and where you're seeing maybe some growth or noticing things in a new way. I find just noticing really powerful, yeah. like, oh, hey, I had this thought, hmm, that's interesting. That doesn't seem like it was yeah. a very growth mindset type of thought. Um, so you can kind of just, you know, free journal in that way. 
but a really awesome tool if you're looking for something more structured um, a great way to start then is with a product that I am in no way affiliated with what I just think is a great product uh, called the big life journal they the have big some life excellent, journal. yeah excellent okay. resources online that are specifically um, designed and structured to practice building that growth mindset muscle and it's targeted at very you know specific ages too so you can pick the journal for a younger age or middle school age or whatever it is and I think they've got some free stuff online it's a, yeah. it's a great place to start that's amazing those are some amazing tips uh, Rebecca absolutely I think on 110 percent I agree with the first thing you said read that book you know, yesterday I was doing another recording with another gentleman and, you know, he spoke about the fact that how important it is to read books. And I think if there is one book, especially on this topic of growth mindset that you guys want to read, read it from the expert, Dr. Carol Dweck. Read that book. It has changed my life. And I really hope it changes a lot of uh, your lives as well, who are people who are listening to it. And the second thing you spoke about, which is a very, very popular opinion of a lot of the guests who are coming on this particular show is the journaling aspect. And I'm so glad it just keeps getting reiterated over and over again. So it kind of, to me, it shows how important journaling is. And in fact, how neglected sometimes it is. I have neglected journaling for a very long period of time in my particular life, right? I'll be very honest about that. Um, and I think when I started doing that, as you said, I started seeing those, noticing those little, little changes and patterns. And the thing you spoke about, the big life journal, absolutely. I think I'm definitely going to check that out. I hadn't heard of it. So thank you for uh, giving us that uh, great tip. Um, you know, hopefully people listening to it are able to find it on Google, order it off Amazon, wherever it is, and start journaling if they need something that's structured. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for sharing that. Um, Rebecca, then now we spoke about what is the growth mindset we spoke about how to what's what some actionable uh, tips you can provide to us to get on that path other than growth mindset right like other than growth mindset what other tools should we acquire in our toolkits if we are to be successful and become the greats in different facets of our life not just in our mm -hmm. professional lives but also in our personal lives like what what is that? What are the other tools that you would suggest or skills? Yeah. Um, and just by the way, I love the analogy you're using of tools in a toolbox. As as someone who studied engineering, I really appreciate that. I think uh, we like to think about those. Um, we like to use that analogy, right? Um, we align. Really connect to it with our, our engineering identity. Absolutely. That's our engineering identity yeah. like right there. Um, so when I think about other tools and to be honest, tools that are really complementary uh, with growth mindset that we were just talking about, uh, really what comes to mind for me is resiliency. Mm -hmm. So with growth mindset, you start to realize that you can do hard things. Mm. And so with doing hard things comes problems. Yeah. And so you need that ability to, um, to be resilient. Wow. Okay. So what you're saying is like, okay, you just don't need you growth mindset on its own is not the only tool that you will need. The other complementary tool 
that can be easily coupled with the growth mindset is the tool or the skill of being resilient, correct? That's yeah, how you yeah. can think of it as a way to like level up or, you know, when you combine these things together, you get an exponential impact. Right. So Rebecca, a lot of us have heard of the fact that, hey, you know, you got to be resilient, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, but what does resiliency even mean? Let's just start off with like, what does it mean to you, right? Everyone has a, a little bit of it. Like there's one generic Oxford dictionary definition, but there's always like something personal to each definition that everybody can yeah. add, right? So what is your personal definition of resiliency? So for me, I think it means you can recover quickly from mm-hmm. difficult or, or tough or challenging complex problems. Um, mm-hmm. And if you can master that, then you have, I have no doubt you will be successful in all aspects of your life. <laughs> right. And in, in, in resiliency, right? Like they have, you, you may have seen that across your professional career uh, or even in your personal life, you may have seen the difference in um, the fact that how would the trajectory that people who are resilient, they take and the trajectory that people who are not so resilient, they take, right? So how do you assess whether a person or a student or a uh, colleague is resilient or not? Like, what are those indicate? How, how do you figure that out? Yeah, so sort of from someone that's on the outside looking in, um, I think that if I'm watching someone um, try and struggle through a problem, yeah. for example, yeah. um, you can really see the um, where those two paths um, kind of diverge. So mm-hmm. there's the um, more resilient mindset that will see that problem and then um, go through different strategies in mm-hmm. order to um, work through it. Um, and then there's the um, other path where you take sort of a more shut, like you'll shut down. So yeah. um, it's, so, it's, it's um, a good analogy might be like, as, as problems come up, you can, you can decide if you um, are going to be the one who's sort of that perpetual victim of Mm -hmm. all these things that are happening to you um, or you can just get busy figuring them out and take responsibility Mm -hmm. and move forward Um, i think that's really helpful in looking at how um, looking at how someone is resilient right and i think you touched on a very interesting thing that i'm gonna pick on and just add on to it if you don't mind you Mm -hmm. use the word you know you can either do this or that. So that tells me you can either, you said, uh, you can either like choose to go down the, the destructive path and be like, and shut down, or you can choose to like push forward and keep, you know, keep pushing the envelope forward. So what that shows me is that as human beings, when life presents us with these situations, we actually have a choice, right? Always. Realizing that you actually have a choice to make. And I think the way I understand it is that growth mindset then comes in. That's where the growth mindset comes into play, mm-hmm. right? If you have, if you are able to develop that growth mindset, you are then more likely 
to choose this path, which is I'm going to push the envelope forward, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where, if I'm if I'm not wrong, that's where the connection is between resilience and growth mindset. Yeah, it's it's that belief in yourself, yeah. right? So if you don't absolutely. have that, it's going to be harder to be resilient. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, I love I love how yeah. you how you have just you know broken it down and made it so simple for um for for us to understand so thank you for that um so in order to be resilient right like we spoke about uh some actionable tips to uh some actionable tips for developing a growth mindset what are some actionable tips to build and bulk up our resilience muscle yeah i mean there's some uh, obvious things I think that that you can do, um, and uh, you know, again, starting with that growth mindset and working on that, definitely good place to start because mm-hmm. it's going to make being resilient easier. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you're looking for a specific action that you can take to build that uh, resilience muscle, um, a good question to ask yourself to to practice that is it's really simple it's like one word the question is why so we connecting to that Mm. why that bigger sense of purpose and meaning behind whatever it is you're struggling with Mm -hmm. is really uh, it's a good practice and it's a good and it's really powerful in helping you helping you get through whatever it is you're trying to get through. If there's one certainty in life, it's yeah. that, that we will always have problems and Absolutely. coming up with solutions and solving problems is actually what makes us happy. So it's a good thing that we have problems. And the funny thing is that those solutions then become the next problems we have to solve. So you might as well get comfortable with having welcoming problems into your life. Um, and then, you know, use that as an opportunity to practice being resilient and ask yourself why. So, um, you know, you're probably, at home struggling through some math problems that your teacher has now assigned to you and you're thinking like this is terrible i don't want to be doing this i don't know how to do this (laughs) but start to think about why 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 is it worth it Mm. to to put yourself through that pain of learning because let's be honest it's not easy to learn new things Um, and if you can connect to that bigger sense of purpose and meaning so for example maybe there's a problem you see in the world that you want to solve or maybe (laughs) maybe it's that you want to buy some you know new toy or like an xbox or something and so guess what having math as a tool in your toolbox is going to help you calculate and convince your parents uh, why you can afford it now Um, so if you can connect to that why it really helps drive you through those those problems. And that's beautiful. I love how you made that connection between uh, resilience and that power to connect to your larger sense of purpose and your larger why. Because yes, absolutely, I think whenever we face some sort of problems, adversity, we feel down. And the one reason that can always motivate us is that 
having that alignment or that connection with the higher sense of our own purpose in life, right? Yeah. And if you are able to figure that out, you know, yeah. you are a lot more probable, you know, you're a lot more likelier to get back up and be, mm. show resilience when you're faced with a roadblock, right? Yeah, and it, it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be something you know, big and mm. um, a far off goal. Like it doesn't have to be, I want to save the world or it doesn't have to be, I want to affect climate that. change. Okay. It can be, you know, that I want to get my mom off my back because she's bugging me every day about cleaning my room. So it can be something really simple and something that just affects your, your world every day. So um, I just want to make sure that because um, sometimes when we talk about a bigger sense of meaning and purpose, it sounds like this grand idea, yes, um, but it really can just be uh, your motivation. That's really all right. we're trying to say. Like, yeah, find your motivation. Like, how can that math problem actually help you, right? Like, how can that, yeah. And I think I'm so glad you mentioned it, that it, your why, your bigger sense of purpose does not have to be grand, right? I think sometimes you put a lot of pressure on the students especially the young ones um and they're when they're just in that discovery phase and they're like oh my god do i really need to go out there and save the world and change and, and save the planet like i don't know how to do this this is high expectations yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 i see that as a notion of like everybody is kind of like going in that path and for a lot of the students it's creating a lot of anxiety and stress and they're like oh oh there's that fear of missing out. I should be on that path, but I'm not. Oh my God. So yeah. I'm so glad you brought up and you kind of like normalized the expectations by mm -hmm. saying that, yeah, that sense of purpose, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, solve climate change or save the planet. It can be as simple as, you know, uh, something personal to you, like something about, I want to get my mom off my back or mm -hmm. something, right? Like, or I just want to be able to do. Uh, be more independent later on financially independent yes. in order to be financially independent which i think is very common nobody wants to be financially dependent on their parents or anybody else for the rest of their lives right so if you want to be yes that is a huge motivation a reason why you should learn math for example right yeah and i think that um our our brains we give mm -hmm. them a lot more credit than they uh, maybe deserve they're always looking for examples uh, of um, they want to prove themselves right huh. so okay I find a really um, good practice or maybe a little trick is to give your brain its own identity so I'll call mine Bob my my big old brain um, and sometimes Bob <laughs> like tell me how I did something wrong or how I didn't align with those expectations that you were talking about. And I personally find it a really powerful way to separate myself from Bob and think and notice, and this is mm. where journaling really helped too, notice what Bob is trying to tell me and just oh. reflect on that and think, well, is that really real? Is that true? Or is there another way to look at this? Um, and so it just helps open that conversation within yourself. Wow, I mean, it's a very interesting thing you say because you're, you are now giving your own brain 
a very different identity than your own self. And oh, yeah. so Bob versus Rebecca and, and you're always having <laughs> this battle like, Bob, are you telling me the right thing? Are you, are, 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 you, are you pushing me in the wrong direction? So that's interesting. And I think yeah. that's, a, that's a brilliant, that's a brilliant uh, trick to have in your, in your toolkit. Again, uh, just if you are able to, uh, I guess, give your brain an identity, that negative, uh, you can even call it the negative Nancy, whatever you want to call yeah. it, right? Um, and identify like when your brain is trying to trick you by saying, aha, I told you, you cannot do it. Right, things it like likes that. to be right. It likes to it find likes. Bob. Always likes to be right. So, <laughs> so if you can set up your expectations in a way and practice that growth mindset and resiliency, and then you can start to show Bob mm. or negative Nancy examples of how doing things in a different way um, are are working out for you. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's that's definitely a very uh, hopefully that tip actually sticks a little it sticks with the younger audiences uh, for sure i think so it will try it out <laughs> try give it out try. exactly give it a try <laughs> give it a try I, that that's amazing that's great i mean this is amazing um rebecca your organization let's talk a little bit about your organization engineers of tomorrow you guys are currently if i'm not mistaken um you know you guys are currently recruiting for volunteers for your engineering in residence program eir program just take a few moments and tell us a little bit more about this fantastic initiative. Who knows, right? Who knows yeah, who, no. a handful number of engineers could be uh, listening to this particular episode who may want, who may reach out and, uh, you know, volunteer. So tell us yeah. a little bit more. Or the ones listening might become the yes. engineers of tomorrow too. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. A lot of no, younger thank audience. You. Yeah, thanks so much, Omer. Um, so what we do with Engineers of Tomorrow um, and the engineer in residence program that we run is we match local uh, engineering volunteers with classrooms, K kindergarten through grade 12. Yeah. Um, and so those, those volunteer engineers or, or EIRs as we like to call them, mm -hmm. they go in and they visit their class um, regularly throughout the school year and they have some fun with them. They do, mm. Um, hands-on um, STEM activities, that's science, technology, engineering, yeah. and math, and just talk to them about what they do. They're real mm. people, just like you and I are having a yeah. conversation. And, and so um, hopefully some of these students can then potentially see themselves uh, in these volunteer engineers um, or just get maybe a different understanding about engineering and what it what it means and what's possible right. so you're right we are currently recruiting for volunteer engineers in Ontario um, for mm -hmm. our program that will kick off in September when school hopefully uh, gets back hopefully. Hopefully. to some new normal um, so if you are an engineer in Ontario please yeah. consider volunteering and if you're a teacher in Ontario uh, we might have some some teachers that are watching. Please also uh, check out um, check out our website because you can easily sign up to request to have a volunteer engineer come into your class right. um, and create those positive engineering experiences. 
Amazing. This is such a great initiative. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I wish I had this kind of a program and I was in my, in, 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 in my middle school or high school just so that I can get a better understanding of what engineering is all about. Right. So I'm glad you lot. guys are. We hear that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are doing it. And uh, especially for the, uh, the newer generation, you guys have so much more access to information and such, that's such amazing programs. So kudos to you, Rebecca, really. Uh, hats off, amazing, amazing job done. And thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for, you, for your time. I know you're a very busy person and I really, really appreciate your time. You have provided us with such amazing knowledge, insights on two topics that are so important, growth mindset and resilience, right? I learned a lot, I certainly did. And I really hope that you guys watching this show you guys learned a lot as well. So Rebecca, this has been awesome. Thank you so, so much. Yes, thank you for the opportunity, Omar. I think it's amazing what you're doing. No, thank you. It's, the pleasure is all mine. And for those of you watching, uh, please, please do not forget to click the subscribe button below, thumbs up button if you like this episode, and share your comments and insights with us in the comment section. Thank you. This is your host, Omar, signing off for this week. Thank you once again, Rebecca. Chat soon. Thanks. What you just learned has given you new knowledge, but knowledge is not power. It is potential power. It only becomes power when you activate your learning. I invite you to leave a review with your learnings from this episode. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your favorite social media channel with your feedback, comments, questions, and learnings, and tag me at I am Omar Padri. Because when you synthesize your learning by writing them down, you transport them from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode to learn better and grow faster.